Well, everyone, welcome back to the Two Dudes Rank Tunes podcast. I am Bradley Cooper. And I am Curtis Cooper. It's gravy time, babe. Gravy, baby. So we are talking about our second rap album we've ever reviewed, yep. which is Young Gravy's album, Marvelous. Is that correct? Is it Marvelous yep. or isn't it Marvelous? Oh, uh, let's see. <laughs> Let you me can see. Tell we, we can tell we prepared for this. Oh, yeah, we are so prepared. Young Gravy. Brad, What what is your experience with Young Gravy prior to this? My only experience with it was, I remember we were driving back from Michigan, yep. and you said, hey, you should listen to this song. It's really funny. My brother, your brother, really likes this song. Yeah. And you played us the song, Oops. Yep. And I thought, okay, this song is pretty funny. It's funny. And, it, and it's catchy. Yeah. It's one of his most popular ones. So Young Gravy is this... The album is marvelous. Marvelous, so I was correct. Yep, you were correct. He's this six foot seven tall white guy from Minnesota who decided he was going to get into the rap business. Yeah, and like, nobody knew what he looked like for like a while. But then he had like a face reveal and everyone was surprised that he was a six foot seven goofy looking white guy. Yeah. Like, if you watch his music videos, he just kind of has this goofy, vacant expression in his face. (laughs) Which does kind of mash well with the style of his rapping yeah. and his overall tone of his voice. It's very chill. Yeah, it's very chill. It's On the bad end of it, you could call it a little sleepy. On yeah. the good end of it, you could say it's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like, this is about as opposite from like the harsh Eminem rapping as you can get. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> he's, is... he's not spitting any bars about his life on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> In, in fact, if anything, Young Gravy looks like a suburban mother effer. He does. <laughs> I mean, he talks about his suburban life, you know, yep. going after the moms, <laughs> soccer moms. He uh, he may or may not like moms. No, maybe. It's hard to say. It, it's kind of like, Young Gravy feels like it would be an episode of a sitcom of a guy who decides to get, get a rap career. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, but uh, he makes bank. So, yeah. good for him. Good for him. So, we're reviewing, obviously, his new... This album came out in 2022, Marvelous. Mm-hmm. And let's start with the the intro out, the intro song, which is Isn't It Just Marvelous. Also, this uh, this episode is rated R because this album is rated R. Yeah, and we're, <laughs> we're gonna... We'll, we'll discuss a little bit of the lyrical content here yeah, as yeah. we go forward. Because there's some, there's some controversy to discuss. <laughs> just a bit. All right. So why'd you lead us out? What'd you think of Isn't It Just Marvelous? Um, I thought it had a fun background beat. There's some there's some fun, like, harder beats that he mixes in in these songs mm-hmm. that I think are really cool. Um, and uh, I thought that BB, who's the guy who features on this, his speed rapping was really fun at the end. Yeah, I thought that was fun. There's definitely a lot of 80s backing tracks yeah. mm-hmm. and a little bit of vocals here and there. That kind of um, sets Young Gravy a little bit more apart because he samples a lot of 80s stuff. Yeah, I will say the lyrics are fairly gibberish. Yeah. They were clearly made on a whole lot of substances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite one was, quote, I gave her the North Pole. I call her St. Thickless. That was my favorite, too. <laughs> this is, okay. I feel like this might be the first Gen Z-themed album there's some hardcore Gen Z stuff. Like, I feel like um, Lil Nas X was, like, a very modern album, but that was more of, like, pop in yeah. that it was trying to appeal to everybody. Yeah, so it's not going to throw in as much yeah. Gen Z references. Yeah. Whereas there's literally a song in this album called Bussin' that we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to... Okay, so I've got an idea. At yeah. the end of each song, when we give our score, we're going to say, is this song cringe oh. or bass? Oh, is it cringe or bass? <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. Um, so, yeah, um, 
Overall, this song was a decent start to the album. I don't think it's by any means the strongest no, song. No, no. I think it's... um, It definitely... Because he has such a chill tone that can sometimes... Be, come across as a little sleepy yeah. to the point where if you're listening to this in the morning this is going to be a hard drive morning drive yeah this one so i would give this song a semi-based yeah yeah semi-based i, I gave it a 12 i that was my exact hey score. let's go give me some nugs all right we, we need we still need to come up with a new phrase of when something uh, we agree on something we had a good phrase and then we just forgot it yeah <laughs> hmm we'll, we'll come up with something <laughs> Because we're we're bad about remembering stuff. Yeah, we are. But so, let, let's attend a soiree. Soiree, which is a, okay, funny title. Yep, I like. <laughs> I does, look, does it straight up start with an Elden Ring reference? Yes, it's like <laughs> bitch, you made it. <laughs> it's got to be right. It's 2022. Yeah, that this had to have been written in 2022 because yeah. that's when Elden Ring came out. Yep. Which okay. The, Side note here, Elden Ring feels like it's been out for three years. Oh, like, it really has. It's, barely, it's not even been a year. I feel like it just got so much media exposure that I'm like, okay, Elden Ring has had enough time yeah, in the spotlight. Yeah, like, that's enough. Fantastic freaking game, though. That we need to... Bill Clinton deserves some exposure now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is Young Gravy not just Bill Clinton in an alternate timeline? Hmm... You know, I could see him being from Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. You could see him being like, you know, maybe if he went a slightly different direction, got into rap instead of jazz. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of jazzy vibes on this album, too. This reminds me, okay. So, side side note. Did I ever tell you about that alternate scenario that if Nintendo and Sony made a console together? Yep, yep. So, that's, that's that same timeline where Bill Clinton was young gravy. Yeah, Bill Clinton became a jazz musician. <laughs> he never became president. <laughs> So, um, does he, okay, does he, like, announce his name in every single song he does? I think he does. Like, every single song, there's at least one Gravy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair, because, like, his, 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 uh, his musician name is hilarious. It is a funny name. Yeah. It's, it, once again, this is a prime example of Gen Z humor. Yep. So, as a spokesman for Gen Z <laughs> myself. Yes, yes, tell us Gen the Z finds, like, if you just take... Some random word. Yeah, or random object. Or object that's not particularly funny by itself, but you say it in a goofy tone, or you say it with, like, distorted, like, back vocals, or distorted, like, you make the image slightly distorted, they'll think it's funny. For example, give him the cheese. Yeah, give him the cheese, or gravy, or as he says many times other, juice. That reminds me. Um, so I was at uh, the, the local Smoothie King the other day. <laughs> the local Smoothie King. <laughs> and, uh, that sounds like some of our young gravy would go to pick up milks. So um, a couple weeks ago, I noticed that someone had thrown a piece of cheese <laughs> on the window outside of this Smoothie King. And this is like three weeks later, yesterday, I look and the cheese is still there. Okay, I need to go to the and find the cheese. Oh, uh, it's the one on Charlestown Road. You gotta go. Okay, I'll check that out. That's, we uh... gotta go observe the cheese, bro. <laughs> there was some Gen Z cheese <laughs> band that did that. All right, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, Soiree. Soiree, uh, one of my points was I'm starting to think he likes voluptuous women. You know, same. I can respect that. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite lyric was make that ass shake a spear. Hamlet. <laughs> Mine was, I'm feeling generous, might just add a few folks to your family. <laughs> and another special shout out to, everybody loves Step Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Step Gravy. 
Uh, there's some there's some funny lines in here. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's quite like as banger level as some of the other songs. Yeah. So I gave it an eleven point five. I gave it an eleven. Wow. We're in lockstep so far. I feel like there's going to be some wild disparities at some oh, there point. Will. There will. That's just how it be with these albums. Every album can't be uh, techno by Electric Call. <laughs> Yeah, that album was unique for us because I feel like that was one of them. We didn't have a single "How Dare You" when we were in lockstep. Yeah. It was just it was just a matter of we all we loved all the songs, yeah. just which one of us loved it slightly more. Exactly, banger after banger. So let's talk about Mrs. Worldwide. <laughs> Mrs. Worldwide. Not Mr. Worldwide, Mrs. Worldwide. Lady Pitbull. Yeah, which isn't even about Lady Pitbull, because it's just about him, like, uh... It's, it's just about him banging women in different locations. Yeah, Toronto, baby. New York City, baby. <laughs> Minnesota, baby. <laughs> which is where he's from. Yeah. So, I'm just gonna read, like, my favorite lyrics. Yep. So, beat the devil out of the cheeks, Bob Ross. Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> Pull up to Panera to play a little footsie. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was catcher in the rye. I'm the catcher in the pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's The intro was fun. Yep. Um, what other thoughts do you have about this one? Um, I mean, it was fun. I think it's a little bit better than the last two. For me, personally? For me, I think it kind of, it blends together. The first three songs all kind of blend together. And this, yeah. okay. Without spoiling anything, this is a problem that emerges in this album. <laughs> this yeah. album has some songs that are very, very similar. Yeah, a little bit of similar lyrical content here. Yeah, just a little bit. So this one, you know, I gave it an 11. What'd you give it? I gave it a 12 and a half. All right, all right. No, nothing, nothing crazy no, yet. No, nothing too wild. <laughs> Can't get me getting too wild. This is the Barack Obama of album reviews. <laughs> but now we get to a fun one. We got Sugar Mama. <laughs> this one's a fun one. Now this is a catchy gravy song that I bop to. Yeah, what I like about this song is, I think if you're going to do a song about, you know, sex songs, yeah. and you're going to use the, the word bitch quite a lot, yeah, and yeah. the word hoe quite yeah. a lot, I think... You need to do something a little bit different with it, yeah. so it doesn't sound like just every other song is about this topic. Exactly. And this one is funny, because this is just about him just finding a sugar mama. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, you can pay for me, tuck me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's just so many banger lines off this album. My favorite was, and nothing would be finer than to be in Carolina with a foxy little soccer mom. 50k on both her arms. Yep. Mine, of course, was NFTs. Non-fake titties. <laughs> It's a, it's a. Oh man, some of the best bars on this album right here. Yep, I'll just read another one of my favorite lyrics. She gonna pay for date night, long as I treat that cake, cake right. <laughs> I think the song is also it's a little bit less misogynistic than some of the other songs. Yeah, yeah. It, my, my main point was this song is milf time. <laughs> Which okay, this has got to be another Gen Z song because it seems like so every generation has the love of the milf. Yes, It seems yes. Gen Z has a special place <laughs> in their heart. Yeah, that, that seems to be formative for them. <laughs> it's formative to be like, watch the soccer moms and be like, hmm. Can't quite put my finger on it. You know, but the millennials, they started it. You yeah, know, we they did. They watched the Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we, yep. we walked so they could... Uh, uh, dab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do Gen Zs do? Do they swagger? Do they saunter? Oh, oh man. Do they do they swig? Do they swole? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, are we cringe? Oh, wait. We forgot to... Okay, so... Oh, we forgot. Uh, okay. Soiree, I'd, I'd give a semi-based. And yeah, this semi-based. is worldwide, I'd give semi-based yeah. as well. 
I, I love I love that we give each other a binary, but we immediately break the binary. Yeah, we're like, well, you know, there, there's some there's some leeway here. But Sugar Mama is based. It is based. I gave it a seventeen. I gave it a nineteen. Nice, a solid first song. But the question is, Brad, are you bussin'? Bussin'. <laughs> All right, is the word bussin' cringe or base? <laughs> I think it's funny. It is funny. It's one of those words where it just it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, no. It's just kind of this goofy word, which is another example of Gen Z humor. Yeah. It's just they take a word that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but they say it in a funny tone so you just <laughs> laugh about it. And uh, I will say, I appreciate this song because it calls out the importance of banging responsibly. Banging responsibly. <laughs> Yoko with the yay. Bussin'. <laughs> Time, peace, pink face. Bussin'. Chimichurri on a steak. Bussin'. <laughs> I said this song was written by a spokesman of the Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. And my, my only other point was, is this cringe? I don't know. Because I, mm. mm, you know, like, I, like, I like the song. I gave it a 14. Yeah, I gave it a 15.5. Um, but, I mean, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I am an old person, comparatively to Gen Z. That's we, true. We are both old people. Yeah, compared to Gen Z. So, uh, I think this is based. <laughs> I think it's based, too. Although, I will say... And, and I feel like I can kind of get the sense that he's making fun of the term bussin' in here anyway. Yeah. I will say, like, this song is not going to be one that ages well just because it fast forward, like, five to ten years and you use the word bussin', people are going to be looking at you like, what are you talking about? What, what is that? <laughs> Imagine young gravy gets on stage, people shout, get off the stage, old gravy! <laughs> We don't want no old moldy gravy. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> so let's talk about Betty's parentheses get, get money. money. <laughs> so this is another song that you introduced me to. Yep. And so this song mixes in Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Fun story about that. Okay. So they reached out to Rick Astley's camp okay. and requested... To have that song for sampling. And they said no. Okay. So, Gravy had to have one of his friends re-record a cover of the song. Oh, and really? And that's what's playing in the background. Okay, that's funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> he sounds just like him. He does. Like, it sounds just like Rick Astley. I guess that you can get away with that if you just do a cover of yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's, yeah, the sampling is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, there's there's some really funny moments in it, like, um... I'm just going to read the course. Never going to take an L no, no more. more. Never make a damn, damn thing, thing slow. slow. All I know is chase this stuff. Whoa. And get money. Whoa. <laughs> it's just like there's not a whole lot to say about this one. It's, it's just, just really fun. fun. Yeah. Uh, my favorite lyrics were never going to take no loss. Oh, never going to lose my sauce. And a uh, special shout out to Rockin' Rick clapping Astley's like the 80s. <laughs> yeah. He does have some funny lines here and there. Mm-hmm. And this is a good example. I gave a song a 17.5. I gave it an 18. Nice. Banger. It's a banger. It's based. I it would is say absolutely based. All right. I love that it's, it's Betty. Like, <laughs> where is Betty in this song? She's nowhere to be found. Nope. So then... Um, Let's slow it down a little bit. Yeah, smells like money. Um... This song is a mix of basic young gravy bars, and there's nothing much special about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I literally wrote, this song is basic as hell. Yeah. Um, I mean, the beat is fine, yeah. but my problem is, you go from one song that's kind of like a really fun money song... And to, it sets itself apart. ...to another song where it's about money, and it's just kind of... Yeah, it's kind of meh. 
Um, my favorite lyric was 50k just my accoutrements, because accoutrements is a fun word. Yeah. My favorite was woo populate. Woo smell kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nothing really lyrically interesting here. I gave it an eight. Yeah, I gave it a nine. It's nine. nine. It's nine. <laughs> but yeah. uh, let, let's get to let's get to one that's a little bit more fun. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, where are they at? <laughs> Tell me about it. Um. So yeah, this is just asking where the hoes are at. Yeah. I'm just going to say Snoop Dogg would never have to ask this question. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Snoop. Snoop knows where it's at. Like, um, this one is also a little forgettable for me. Um, I do like one of the lyrics in it. You got COVID. That's a pity. Tell your friends and fam to hit me like, hey. So, um, I did think that for a song about hoes, it does have a few sweeter lyrics, surprisingly enough. Oh, yeah. Um, what's that? One of them was, I can't F with tens, don't believe in perfection. Miss America contest in my section, dry to supply, cause a bad bitch depression. Cause a bad bitch depression. Because it's like, alright, alright, he's being a little body positive here. It just might, a little bit. It might just be because he likes thick women, but that's okay. <laughs> it might, you know, only because. <laughs> and the course is kind of catchy. It's, yeah, it's, I gave it a 10. What'd you give it? I gave it a 14 and a half. Nice. Nothing too crazy. No, nothing too crazy. Nothing too gravy. <laughs> I hope I hope we don't get canceled like ten years down the line for talking about this album. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> They'd be like, "You're canceled. <laughs> this album is bad. You're canceled." <laughs> uh, when, when one of us is trying to launch our rap career, launch <laughs> <laughs> our rap career. Let's talk about Steakhouse. Um, Wait, isn't Dancing in the Rain next? Oh yeah, Dancing in the Rain. Blech. Dancing in the Rain. Um, this song is pretty mid. Yeah, I mean, it, it's okay. Uh, I like how hard the bass goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, my favorite li- two of my favorite lyrics were uh, gravy still for Pope, though. Yeah. And uh, juice, sauce, little bit of guava. Oops, just super soak your mama. Yeah, that oops, super soak your mama is my favorite one. I think this is another one that has the same problem as some of his other songs. And like, just- we... We forgot. It's the same content, yeah. but just not mixed as well as the others. We forgot to mention um, that we watched the music videos for this. Um, Betty's was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but surprisingly enough, I could not believe he made a music video for Dancing in the Rain. Yeah, I couldn't believe that either. Like, that was we'll, bizarre. Like, we'll get to it, but I feel like C'est La Vie deserved a music video a lot more. Oh, yeah. Like, I was surprised that one didn't get a music video. Yeah, because that one was a single. Yeah. So this one, pretty mid, I gave it a 9. I gave it a 13. 13. So far, no how dare you. Nope. We might just avoid a how dare you for the second week in a row. That would be pretty cool. What if we have a year of no how dare <laughs> you? They're like, these boys don't have any diverting opinions at all. Nope, nope. But let's talk about... I'm not... Why do I... Okay, this shows you... So go ahead and start talking about Steakhouse because right. this shows you how these songs blend together. Yeah. Um. So I mean, my number two point was well, these are starting to blend together. Mm-hmm. Um. And I also thought that this song seemed a little bit more mean spirited than some of the other songs did. Yeah, it seemed to be mostly about uh, just going through and stealing other people's women. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, eh, not great. Yeah. Um, I'm also gonna say so. Betty was a good use of Rick Astley. Yep. Then he overuses it where he has woe in every single song. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just not as good. It, you, I mean, you gotta use it yeah. sparingly. 
to be fair, he uses it in like all of his albums, so mm. it's not really a this album specific thing. But it yeah. is it is a fair critique of Gravy overall. Um, my favorite lyric from this was, "All my hoes come in pairs, like I'm Noah." Yeah, that was mine too. It's a bit faster than some of the others, but yeah. it never it still never really rises above that baseline. Young Gravy rises, <laughs> rise. So I gave this one a nine point five. I gave it a ten. Wow. <laughs> We are pretty close, you know. I swear, we do not grade these te- these together. No, we don't. We do them separately. Yep. Now, we might adjust our scores yeah. in lifetime as we're thinking about it, but... Yeah, like, I usually... Uh, to to give the, the good listeners a window into how the sauce is made, mm-hmm. uh, I don't usually have my final album, re- like, ranking decided until, like, right at the time of us doing it. Yeah. Because I, I want to see what Brad thinks, how we're both vibing, and seeing if I agree or disagree yeah, with Yeah, I generally have a score I agree upon, but then I will adjust it depending on just how, how, how we're feeling, like how the song like sits in comparison to the others where we're talking about it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes certain songs stand out more when you're actually discussing it. Yeah. So let's talk about C'est La Vie. <laughs> I do think it's, it sounds a bit different from yeah. the start than some of the other songs. You can definitely tell that it's a single. Yeah, it has some funny lines like "tall bitch, I attack on Titan." Need a fine beat, he like Biden. Yeah, <laughs> get you, Joe Biden. <laughs> this is this, this is see. This is where he outs himself as a millennial. <laughs> he mentioned "Attack on Titan" and Biden. Yep. Because yep. I mean, here's the thing: Young Gravy is like 27 years old. Yeah, he's not Gen Z. Gen Z, he is not one of you. No, he's a millennial, <laughs> which might make him cringe. Oh, he might be cringe. <laughs> young Gravy, more oh. like Young Cringy. Oh wait, we forgot to say Cringer based for like the last seven. All yeah. right, um, Betty's based. We said that. Yep. Smells like money is cringe. Yeah, cringe. Uh, where are they at? I would say based. Would you say cringe though? <laughs> Eh, I'd say cringe. <laughs> All right, uh, dancing in the rain. I'd say cringe for me. I'd say semi cringe. Steakhouse is cringe. Yep, cringe. And then okay, so say la vie. Uh, this song bops. Yep. I love the uh, I love the woo woo. Yeah, that's fun. Um, and yeah, we already said my favorite lyric. I gave I gave it an eighteen point five. I think it's based. I gave it a fourteen. I think it's semi based. I think mm. it's it's one of those songs where it definitely shows his stage presence. Mm-hmm. It's sort of. Reveals. Here's what Young Gravy is about. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's score that up. Say Lavi. Where it seems like there are lots of songs that, for some reason, use random French lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> he he definitely dips into like kind of the more random pop culture bits. Yep. All right, so let's talk about Run Me My Money. Oh, great! Another another money song about him being a sugar baby. <laughs> yeah, like okay. Let me just be, let me be clear here. I think by this point in the album, this is where I started to get tired of the album. Yeah. Because there's a couple of reasons. First of all, it's all it all tends to be the same lyrical content. It's mm-hmm. all either about, oh, I got money. Oh, I got bitches. Yeah. Oh, literally. I'm, 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 I'm a sugar baby. baby. I'm a sugar baby. <laughs> and it's just like, do you have anything else to talk about? <laughs> like, is there anything at all? Like, like obviously, he's on the more comedic side of rappers. Yes, he is. I feel like you could tell more than two jokes. Yeah, like, come on, dude. Like, there's more jokes to tell. And, okay. So, let's, let, why don't we go ahead and stop and talk a little about this. What do you think about some of the ways this album talks about women compared to other rap albums oh that's a good question because i think that like obviously he's objectifying women in this album yes and like i think that rap is a large rap 
rap as a whole does that a lot, especially yes. like male rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because he tries to come across as so juvenile mm-hmm. and like so childish that he like gets away with it most of the time. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a, there's a couple more like mean spirited ones, but like he never talks about like domestic abuse. Like, like freaking Eminem does sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a spectrum here. There's a spectrum. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think there's definitely... He definitely falls on not quite as bad. It just seems like... If if you were to take, like, let's say 100 rap songs that talk about women and compare just the sheer amount of times that you, they refer to them as bitches, hoes, and as sex objects, that list would probably be most of the songs. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. of them. I think... Even though there are a number of ways you can look at it. You can look at it as like, well, that's more the culture. Or, mm-hmm. well, well, it's sort of a stage thing. Yeah. Or it's just, well, they're not actually serious. My problem is, and I'm, wow, I'm going to sound like a conservative saying this, but <laughs> take like a 10-year-old yeah. and have them listen to nothing but rap music that specifically is about women. They're probably going to have start saying some things yeah. about women and start having some bad opinions. Yes, yeah, that's fair. Now they'll probably get that from other stuff, like yeah. a certain you know certain influencers we yeah. talk about. Oof. Yikes! Or just you know, video games, or just their friends talking. Yeah, like misogyny is everywhere. Yeah, it just it just seems like misogyny is casually accepted mm-hmm. within the world of hip hop, where it yeah. isn't accepted as much in other genres, like. If Shinedown did an album where they started talking about bitches yeah. nonstop, you can better believe that they would be <laughs> they, canceled. Their asses would have gotten canceled no or matter like, what they sing about. If Disturbed, for oh, example, man. took a song like uh, Meaning of Life but made it more crass and recorded yep. it today, like oh, David Draymond would be dragged through the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just imagining like them doing like a new metal version of this album. Yeah. <laughs> It does, it does seem like it's a bit of a double standard. Oh, yeah. 100%. That people will accept it if it's within hip-hop, but not accept it if it's in anything else. Yeah. That no, was I, just my point. And I think that's a good point to bring up. Like, the culture is definitely different, but, like, it doesn't mean, like, what they're saying is something that should be, like, societally accepted. No, no. And, it, and I think there are definitely some in the younger space who are trying to make it a little bit less so that way. Yeah. But, again, another problem with the music industry is you have to almost pay homage to what came before you. Yeah, you gotta kiss the ring. And kissing the ring involves, you know, singing stuff like this. Yeah. And there's also the fact that in order to get really popular into any particular genres, you have to obey the... The conventions. The conventions, and this is just one of the conventions. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be interested to hear some of Young Gravy's earlier stuff to hear what it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. So, Run Me My Money, it was pretty basic. Uh, did we say what our favorite lyric was? No, mine mine was, uh, call that bitch Kim Jong-un, how she brainwashes. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Uh, that one, yeah, that was the only thing I really had to say about it. I my, gave it an... Go ahead. My other point was, I will not remember this song. No, I gave it a seven. <laughs> I gave it a nine. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's okay. Now we are stepping on the beat. Stepping on the beat. Ooh, what, what do you think about this one? I thought the guy that collabed with him, his voice was kind of annoying. <laughs> I, you know what? I thought the same thing. I'm like, ugh, this guy's voice is cringe. But... Rummy the Money is cringe, by the way. But Gravy has some solid bars in this, I thought. Yeah, I think he does. Um, I think the intro reminds me of Doom a little bit. Yeah. It kind of has that. It's mm-hmm. um, That being said, like this is a difficult song for me to listen to. It's really grating for me. Yeah. 
like just from just from both the guest singer and just from where the point by this point in the album I was getting real tired. Yeah, you were songs. you were feeling the attrition. Yeah. Which okay. Let me pause here and say this album is 15 songs. Yeah. This album is too long. I'm going to say Yeah, it. I mean it is only 40 minutes long, which is not too bad, but 15 no. songs is an awful lot. Yeah, I feel like you could have cut maybe three or four of these songs and the album would have really improved as a result. Yeah, you could have cut like three of the money songs. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing. An artist who only sings about one or two things, that can be fine. And especially fine for a short album. But the longer it goes, the more it starts to wear into Like, let me use an example of a band I really like, Amon Amarth. I really like Amon Amarth. But if they did a 15-song album, I'd be like, okay, this is starting to go on a little too yeah. long. And if they did a 15-song album where all they sung about was boats. Yeah. <laughs> it's boats and beer. <laughs> it's the God brand album. <laughs> yeah, my favorite lyric in this one was, I'm in Tesla, the miracle whip. Yep, yep. My lyric was, Jack got dimples, Jack be slick. Jack got jumped and he dropped all six. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a Charlie scene lyric. That does. This is my lowest rank one so far. I gave it a six. I gave it a seven and a half. But it's not in the deepest cringe zone of five and below. No, no. It's it's not, which, it's just cringe. Which I think shows character growth from one Brad in terms of rap. <laughs> character growth or or it's just a Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Please get me out of the gravy. So let's talk about the hot tub. Oh yeah, uh, stepping on the beat is cringe. Yeah, it's cringe. Hot tub. This one has some persona vibes. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I thought it had uh, it has some really fun energy to it. Yeah, it's it's a fun song. I, I like um, I like the addition of T Pain. Yeah. I love the little goofy lyrics here and there, like, I got my floaties. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. The audacity. The audacity. <laughs> yeah, like, I like that he kind of lets his Minnesota drawl come out in this song a little bit. Yeah, and you can't drown in the hot tub. This is the thought tub. <laughs> we in the thought tub. That was my favorite lyric. <laughs> yeah. Is, is the word thought cringe or bass? Hmm. I mean, I feel like it's just... I feel like it's neither, because I feel like the it's it's kind of as accepted as like ho now. Yeah. So I mean I feel like it's neither cringe nor bass. It's yeah. just It does seem like one that fell out of popular yeah. usage except yeah. in hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, this one I like this one, I gave it a sixteen. Wow, me too. Ooh. <laughs> we were on point. That deserves a vigorous handshake. <laughs> that's that's a fuss. <laughs> So let's end this with skiing in Japan, which is... Which is uh, funny, because didn't that Lonely Island album end with the Japan song, too? Or something close to that it. Was, it was close to the ending. I yeah. had the same thought. I'm like, is this Lonely Island? I think it was No Homo that they ended on. Yeah, No it? Homo was what they ended on. But the Japan one was like two before yeah. that. Like, uh, it does it does have some chiller vibes. Yeah. It's an okay song. I did. My favorite lyric was, I'm literally effing the police. She read me my rights. <laughs> Mine was, I'm a cowboy, like Woody, I effed a horse girl once. That was funny. <laughs> and uh, I also liked, he done got the hands. Yeah, also the lean back. Lean back. <laughs> yeah, this song, it's an okay finish to the yeah. album. I gave it a 10. I gave it a 10.5. <laughs> we were way more I, in step with this album than I was I expecting. Was honest, I'm honestly pretty shocked how, how in step we were. Yeah, because I was thinking, because... I got the sense that I would probably dislike this album more than you did, mm-hmm. and you know we we, ten, we tended to dislike the same songs. Yeah, this song is neither cringe nor based; it nope. simply is. It simply exists. All right, so let's read through what the scores are. 
So at the bottom, we got Steppin' on the Beats with a 6.75. Run Me the Money with an 8. Smells Like Money with an 8.5. So much money. <laughs> Steakhouse with a 9.75. Skeen in Japan, 10.25. Dance in the Rain with 11. Soiree, 11.25. Mrs. Worldwide, 11.75. Isn't It Just Marvelous, 12. Where Are They At, 12.25. Bussin, 14.75. Hot Tub, 16. And then the top three songs are Say La Vie, 16.25, The Betty, 17.75, and Sugar World, 18. Sugar Mama. Sugar Mama. Sugar, Sugar World. Sugar World. Well, I think those top three are absolutely the best three songs off the album, so we got it right. Yeah. All right, so let's talk overall scores. So I, uh, I copied off of you this week, and I wrote me a paragraph this time. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. I tend to write a paragraph. So uh, I'll go first? Sure, go ahead. So this album is simple, easy listening. Mm-hmm. For better and for worse. Yeah. It frequently samples classic music that makes Gravy's songs more distinct from a basic rap album. They do. This album is like candy. A lot of mm-hmm. fun, but too much of it leads to you feeling malnourished from the lack of lyrical variety. Yeah. There there are definitely some bangers in here with Betty, Say La Vie, and Sugar Mama, but there are several, so- several songs I already don't remember. This mm-hmm. album's greatest overall strength is how it feels smooth going down. Yeah. So here's my thoughts. There are some really fun songs on here. And you can tell when Young Gravy is in his groove and he's doing something unique. When he's in his bag. Yeah, when he's like mixing in, mixing in old stuff. When he's having, he's doing something that's funny and unique to Young Gravy. Either talking about milfs, talking about thick ladies, yeah. or just overall about having a chill, goofy time. Yeah. My problem is, is that this doesn't really sustain the rest of the album because mm-hmm. there's really there's not really much he can go with after that he can go for pure misogyny where women are nothing but sex objects and money is all that matters and one of my contingents is i think he's able to like make it work a little bit better because he's a little bit tongue-in-cheek yeah he's funny but if you took some of these lyrics and just Took them out of context and changed them around slightly and put Andrew Tate's face on oh, them. Oh, gosh. You, can, you, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, the songs, my other problem with this album is the songs really start to blend together. This album is way too long for what it's trying to accomplish. And towards the end, it started to get really painful for me. Despite this, there are some good songs on here. And I think this is an album where if you... If you wanted to listen to dumb, fun rap, yeah. and you wanted someone who was a little bit more chill than, say, Eminem or some of the harder rappers, then you could just turn on Young Gravy. Yeah. So I gave this one, uh, I gave it a 64. What'd you give it? Hmm. So I think that looking at like our different tiers here. Yeah. Because um, I did separate them out into tiers just based off numbers. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't think I liked it as much as the 70 tier. No. But I did like it more than Omens. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a, a 73. Okay. So let's score that up. That's actually pretty good because Omens is another one of those albums that I really like to begin with. But the more I listened to it, the more forgettable it became. Mm-hmm. So that's a 68.5. <laughs> exactly. Right. Half a point above Omens. There we go. Marvelous. Okay, so I'm gonna. I don't think we did this last week, so I'm gonna read through. No, we did not. The uh, rankings up to this point. All right, what we got? So at the bottom, we have mainstream sellout with a tan. Okay. <laughs> then uh, nightmare revisitus with a fifty-nine. Monroe with sixty-one. In loving memory, 
Planet Zero. Down here on Planet Zero. Perhaps I was too harsh on you. <laughs> Supersonic Songs. Omens. Marvelous. Turtleneck and Chain. Jane, the Turtleneck and Chain. He's right next to Turtleneck and Chain. That's funny. Uh, kamikaze. Divisive. Well, hold on a second. We got all the rap songs together. Yeah, we do. That's great albums. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Go ahead. Um, divisive. Uh, the Nexus. Seventy-seven point one. One X. Post-human survival horror. Hotel California. Oh, yeah. The Great Heathen Army. Yep. Children of the Great Extinction. Yep. As daylight dies. Yep. Notes from the underground. Brave uh-huh. enough. Somewhere yeah, on, on the, the other side of nowhere. Ever after. Great war. Uh, and then the top four, we have Indestructible, uh-huh. Suffer in the Witness, Asylum, mm-hmm. and Techno at number one. Who would have thought that Techno would have been number oh, one? that's crazy. All right, so I have a next album for you, and I've got three <laughs> hints. Oh, I'm ready for the clues. The first hint is Goddess of Love. Hmm, Goddess of Love. Hmm. 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 Goddess of what Love. What could it be? What could it be? I mean, that makes me think of Aphrodite. Is that the goddess you're thinking of? That's not the one, no. Hmm. All right. Goddess of love. Want another hint? Yeah. Okay. Um, Gone but not forgotten. Uh, uh, is it a band who doesn't do stuff anymore? No. All right, give me the Think. Third. Okay. Uh, okay, let me... The, the singer's finale... Or how about how about an even better one, the Return of the Beast? <laughs> <laughs> the re- uh, why am I blanking at this? I have no idea. Okay, this album is Transit of Venus by Three oh! Days. Oh, Transit to Venus! It was only a matter of time. Yep. I am hyped. So this is the last album that the lead singer Adam was on. Yep, and yep. it was released in 2012, and it is a forgot is a forgotten album. Yep. This is one of those that no one really talks about anymore, so I think it's past time we reviewed it. Absolutely. Especially totally because, agree. you know, last year, when we started this podcast, we kind of, that was one of our seconds, that was yeah. the second album we reviewed. And perhaps we reviewed it too harshly. Yeah, we were probably a little too harsh on 1X. So we're going to redeem Three Days Grace with another album. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. Once again, I'm Bradley Cooper. And I'm Curtis. Stay ranking. Rank! Rank.